Welcome back to Dear Adult Daughter, a podcast for women who wish to use the difficult relationship they have with their mothers as a catalyst for growth. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about what it means to quote unquote, break the cycle. How many times have you said something like, my mother did X, so I will do Y. Or my mother was this way, so I'm going to do the opposite. Or I'm going to break the cycle of insert dysfunctional pattern here. Only to find yourself doing the exact same thing or falling into the same pattern. You can't see me, but I'm here raising my hand. I remember very clearly my mother saying that she wanted our relationship to be different than the one that she had with her mother. And yet here we are very much in a similar relationship, although the work I've done on me has helped. And there's a wonderful quote that goes like this. It's from someone named Steffi Wagner. And she says, pain travels through families until someone is ready to feel it. I used to think that the cycle ended with me because I chose not to have children. Now I know the reason is that I know the reason the cycle is ending with me is because I have chosen to feel the pain, to feel it and process it and name it and acknowledgement to give it its due. The intense fear of rejection that caused so much inauthentic behavior, the pain of feeling that I'm not loved unconditionally, the anger that wasn't allowed because it wasn't safe and so it found its outlet in self-destructive behaviors, the grief of what was lost but which I felt ashamed of because it seemed my grief made my mother feel guilty, the pain that exists within me that was passed down through my maternal and paternal lineages was waiting patiently for me because it knows its importance. It would not leave until I gave it the wholehearted attention that it demands. And before this, I unconsciously carried this pain and passed it, not to children I'd intentionally not had, but to my husband, my stepchildren, my sister, my mother, and others, myself especially. And then I consciously decided that I wanted to take ownership of my pain, to hold myself compassionately and accountable. I did that by noticing when I was pointing fingers at myself and others, noticing when I was shaming myself and others, noticing when I was guilting myself and others. I used blame, shame, and guilt to protect myself from feeling pain, just as my mother and her mother did. Now I have an intimate relationship with fear, rejection, anger, and grief, with pain, And do you know what the amazing thing about that is? I'm also very much alive and well and content and creative and peaceful. It has made all the difference. And speaking of my choice not to have children, I recently received a message via Instagram in which a woman uh, wrote and asked, "Um, I'm reading your difficult mother's adult daughter's book and on page 130, you talk about the child you were carrying at the age of 21 and how you chose not to carry it. Can you explain? As a reader of your words, I want to understand what you mean. Did you think you couldn't love a child of your own? Do you still feel the same way now? Did you change your mind later and have children? I have three children and they have taught me how to love. 
Without them, I wouldn't have ever had the deep desire to be rehabilitated or to be to fully break the cycle. I feel sorry for anyone who feels that they can't love enough due to their past. I found those words of yours to be very crippling if others were listening. It's a big platform to steer people on, a slippery slope. Besides that part of your book, I've enjoyed your words. And I responded to her and I said that her questions are at the heart of a collection of essays that I've been writing. Together they form a book called A Letter to the Daughter I Chose Not to Have. So yeah, in the spring of 1984, at the age of 21, I got pregnant. I was a senior in college, about to graduate, and it was the first time I'd had sex. I woke up the next morning and I knew I was pregnant. Within the month, I'd had an abortion. I'm grateful I had that option, and I'm equally grateful that there are plenty of methods available to me to prevent pregnancy in the future. Although I don't need them now. (laughs) I support a woman's right to choose. And what I knew then, what I've known for as long as I can remember, even as a small child, is that I didn't want to be a mother. And it it was never about not being able to love. I eventually met and fell in love with a man who had three children from a previous marriage and who'd had his tubes tied, quote unquote, as his then 10 year old daughter informed me, wanting to make sure that I knew. We laugh about that to this day. And I haven't changed my mind. I did not have children. I do know how to love and I'm living a life that I love. And I said to this woman, I said, I'm glad that your choice to have children resulted in your ability to fully break the cycle and that they have taught you how to love. Children are definitely amazing teachers. Having three stepchildren who now among them have four children of their own, I can test, I can attest to their wisdom and I'm grateful to them for the ways in which they've taught me about love. Their mother also taught me about love in an unexpected way. All of the people who have come into and gone out of our lives are teachers who can show us what love is or isn't. And I can't measure the amount of love that you feel having chosen to have children and compare it to the amount of love that I feel having made a different decision. All I know is that the feeling love, all I know is that feeling love is a choice that you and I can make in any given moment. And love is always available to you and to me, for you and for me, and through you and through me. Much, much love, Karen.